What up, good people? It's Vince W. Matthews, your friendly Christian black man living in America. So let's jump into the episode. All right, welcome to another episode of Closet Rants. This is Closet Rants episode five. Today's topic is the Johnny Bravo effect. Now you're probably listening, trying to figure out what in the world is the Johnny Bravo effect. Well, I'm going to explain it to you. It's something that has been with me for a few years now, and I kind of talk about it a lot wherever I go. And so let's jump into it. So uh, years ago, I was dating this young lady and she made a statement that blew my mind, blew my mind one more time. Yeah. Now, this wasn't my wife. Uh, This was someone else. But this statement she made went like this. You love me too much. Now, to me, when she said that, I said, this girl is absolutely crazy. Now, granted, this relationship was bad timing for both of us. We were both in college, getting our education, trying to make an impact on the world and be good citizens. But years later, her words came to my mind, like out of the blue. Now, the killing part about it was when her words came back to my mind, I knew the statement that she made that she was absolutely right. You love me too much. So she basically was saying, she was absolutely correct. She was saying that I was neglecting my responsibilities, my health, the things I had to do, my dreams, my gifts, my talents, whatever it was, I would neglect myself and drop everything to come see about her. She was right. I loved her too much. I loved her so much that I stopped loving myself which is a dangerous thing. I mean, I believe a lot of us can't be on the path to success, can't be on the path to greatness because we're too busy worried about everybody else. This, my friends, is called the Johnny Bravo effect. And let me break it down. If you look at the cartoon Johnny Bravo, if you look at his build, you know, this was in the 90s and uh, all the way up to the early 2000s i think it ran for several years so it was this guy that was built you know muscular he had the elvis kind of voice thank you thank you very much you know that's a very horrible (laughs) elvis impersonation but he thought all the women wanted him he was muscular but one of the things about johnny bravo is that he had muscles and and uh, you know very nice physique up top but down low he was very small little legs scrawny legs skinny legs and that's kind of how we are in our lives some of us we're built like johnny bravo and not just build like him physically i'm talking about maybe emotionally psychologically the way we think the way we move how we make decisions where we have this great big heart big up top but we don't have a solid foundation in order to carry the big 
thoughts and dreams or a big heart that we have. Now, Johnny Bravo is big up top, muscles and all this stuff and little legs. See, some of us have people in our life that are like treadmills. They will work you out, have you sweating, have you praying for them, have you interceding for them, having you come to their aid when they're down, putting money in their pocket. But that doesn't lead you anywhere. Treadmills will work you out. But once you get off that treadmill, you have went nowhere and you're in the same spot. So a lot of us do that. We're like Johnny Bravo. We have this Johnny Bravo effect because we're pushing people. We're motivating people. We're pouring into people. We're praying for people. We're, we're helping them finance things. We're giving them great ideas. We're pushing them and we're, we're helping them to get to the next level in their life, to put them on a path of, of success. Uh, we're we're uh, helping raise their kids and and babysitting their kids so they can have a break. All these different things. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. But the thing about it is this Johnny Bravo effect is, is you're pushing people, you're motivating people, and you're building all these muscles up top. You're building all these muscles, but you do not have the legs to carry it. And what happens is you continue to do this for people year after year after year, and you didn't got them on their feet. And they you look around and they have passed you up. I remember... I remember we uh, had a stray dog. I was I don't I can't remember how old I was. It was a stray dog. And and one thing about living in the country, man, you know, you got dogs always coming in and going through your yard and and rolling down the street and all this stuff like that. So there was this dog and we got pretty much got this dog, adopted this dog, took this dog and this dog was in bad condition. I mean, it was the its mane was bad. It was a, a scaly. It was scabbing. It was all these different things. We nursed this dog up, got him a full coat, all these different things like this, and put this dog into good health. And I want to say the dog ended up once it uh got up and and got to good health. I think the dog <laughs> ran away, and that's how some people are in our lives. We'll do all this and motivate them and help them and put them in a good space and a good mental place. Even, like I said, slap some money in their uh, in their inbox or whatever, cash app them some money. And once they get up and running, they forget all about all the things you've ever done for them. And that's the Johnny Bravo effect. You're pushing people, you're motivating people, even at the expense of your own. Just like what I told you when I was dating a young lady and she told me that you love me too much. Some people we love too much. At the expense of loving ourselves. Now, I was looking at a documentary and a movie, uh, Brene Brown. Brene, Brene, not Renee, Brene Brown. And she says that time is the precious, unrenewable resource. And I love that because some of us have wasted so many years in this Johnny Bravo effect. We're doing everything for everybody else. And what we're doing is neglecting the affairs of our own selves. We're neglecting better in ourselves. We're neglecting getting in the gym and working out. We're neglecting uh, hiring our education. We're, we're neglecting making better connections with people, establishing our re relationships, being more intentional as a spouse or as a, as a parent. All of these things because we have our nose and our our talents and our beings all in somebody else's business not that we're being nosy but we're spending so much time tending to them that we don't have the capacity to bring forth the things that we need to do to put ourselves in a healthy space so 
I found out that many people don't really go after their dreams and walk into their purpose because we know because of fear. But according to Brene Brown, again, you have to be brave and you have to be vulnerable. In order to be brave, you have to be vulnerable. So with that being said, you make the choice either to walk in comfort or walk in courage. Oof. I'm going to say it again. Today, in your life, you need to make the decision to walk in comfort or walk in courage. Now, here's the warning. If you choose to be brave, you must be vulnerable. And if you choose to be brave, well, let me stop. Let me go to the other side, being comfortable. I mean, that's easy. We'll talk about it. I mean, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because, you know, comfortable in your comfort zone. That's exactly what it is. It's comfortable. I remember I had this this friend. He had this one couch. Right. And I, I came over there for the first time or, or in a long time, I think, or something. And he's like, hey, man, he said, let me tell you about that couch. Don't sit on that couch. I was like, why you want me to sit on this couch, man? Because I was noticing nobody would really sit on that couch. A few people sat on it, but they didn't stay on it long. He said, I'm going to tell you about that couch. That couch is comfortable. I said, that's cool. He said, no, 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 no. I had somebody, some friends over here, came over here about 2 o'clock. He stayed the night. I was like, what you mean? He said, because the couch is so comfortable. A lot of people don't want to sit on it because they don't want to stay. And they're going to end up either falling asleep or spending the night or something like that. So you might not want to sit on that couch. So I sat on the couch. And boy, was that couch comfortable. He he told me. He told me that the couch was comfortable. But I didn't end up going to sleep. But I, I was nodding a little bit. I said, man, I got to get up out of here because this you was right. I said, I told you about that couch, man. That couch is comfortable. And that's what happens in our life. If you sit down, you know, to watch a movie or whatever or just kind of chilling and relaxing. And you're watching a movie or you're just hanging out. One of the things about it, you will say, I just want to get comfortable. And when you get comfortable, the shoes come off, the blanket comes on, the AC goes up. And next thing you know, you sound asleep. And that's what happens in our life. We get so comfortable and we get too comfortable. And when you get so comfortable, that's what happens. You fall asleep. Some of us have fell asleep in our life, been asleep for 20 years. 30 years, 15 years, five years, because we got comfortable in life. We got comfortable at the job. We got comfortable just making this minimum payments. We got comfortable with the car. We got comfortable with not going after our dreams. We got comfortable with suffocating our gift with a job. Uh Uh-oh, did I open a can of worms? Some of us have suffocated our gift with being comfortable because operating in your gift and going after your dreams, you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that means being brave, which means being vulnerable. So a lot of us are still asleep here in the black community. We say that stay woke. Some of us ain't woke up yet. We still sleep. The walking, we just sleepwalking. That's what we're doing. We're in life. We're going through the motions. We're uh, not growing spiritually. We're not growing financially. We're not going uh, in our education. We're just sleep. And the one thing about it is when a person is a sleepwalker and they're asleep and don't know it, when you wake them, it's a bad deal. And some of us are walking around sleep and don't even know it. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, I want to get off of that. 
because I want to go to the other part. Now, if you choose to be brave and which which attached to that is being vulnerable, according to Brene Brown, and I agree totally with that. It makes so much sense when she said that. When you choose to be brave. You got to know. You're going to get you're going to get um, real acquainted and you're going to be real good friends with failure. Now, I, I just want to let you know, I, I want to let you know up front because failure will be your best friend. And, and you really just need to know that you're going to have some cuts, some scars, some bruises, bloody nose. You're going to have the taste knocked out of your mouth. But the question is, can you handle it? Now, now, if you want to be brave, if you want to step out on faith, however you want to coin it, if you want to be vulnerable and just go out there and do what you know you are called to do, because this is the thing. A lot of us talk ourselves out of things we know we're supposed to be doing. Mm -mm. I just paused. The audio didn't go out. It's OK. We talk ourselves out of things we know we're supposed to be doing because we don't want to be brave and we don't want to be vulnerable and we don't think we have the capacity or the audacity to step out on faith and operate in our God-given purpose. Why? Because we're afraid. And we do not want to open ourselves up to be vulnerable because being vulnerable is being brave. So if you're going to be brave and you're going to walk in this, like, can you handle this? Well, new edition, put it like this. Can you stand the rain on a perfect day? I know that I can count on you. Come on. But I need somebody who will always be there. Come on. I, I, I didn't mess up the words. Through the good times and the bad times. I always, can you stand the rain? Not like, like really, can, can, you, can you stand the rain, the storms, the betrayal? Come on now. The heartbreak, the hurt, the pain. Can you really stand it? If you really say you're going on, on, gonna be brave and not operate in this cycle of the Johnny Bravo effect, you really have to stand there and be brave. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself by yourself and then you're going to continue to be sleep. Now, one of the things, like I said, is being sleep and not knowing it is when you wake up. You look at all the time that you have waste while you were asleep. It's like falling asleep on that couch and you wake up, you, you fall asleep at two or whatever. And you wake up and it's nine o'clock and now you have you have got up. But actually, now it's time for you to go to sleep. So you have got up. You have waken up at the time that you're really actually supposed to be going to sleep. And so that's the thing about it. When you're asleep and when you fall asleep and you get comfortable, you'll find yourself out of place or in the wrong spot, in the wrong place at the wrong time. And a lot of times when you're in the wrong place at the wrong time, bad things happen. You're not supposed to. I mean, Deborah Cox said it. Uh, how did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. Huh? So you're not even supposed to be up right now. You're supposed to be asleep. But now you're up. But. If you're up, at least get to work doing something productive with your time. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, I, I want to let you know something. I, I'm, I'm going to see if I can and say this. Uh, not gently, but just kind of make sure I don't say it in a crazy way. Is this. 
she said, Brene Brown again, she said, vulnerability is having the courage to show up even when you don't know the outcome. That sounds like uh, the word faith to me, right? Vulnerability is having the courage, there's that word again, to show up when you don't know the outcome. See, many people would rather have people tell them what to do rather than make decisions for themselves. Because listen, if I make the decision, I mean, if I make the decisions based on what you said and it goes bad, then I can blame you. I'll be like, no, no, I, I, man, if this, this wouldn't happen if I wouldn't have did what you said to do. But if you make the decision, if you step out on faith, if you feel like this is what you're supposed to be doing and then you go out there and it goes bad, there's nobody that you can point the finger at but yourself. And a lot of people don't want to take that word. Here it is. I know this is a cuss word for some people. It's called responsibility. Yeah, we don't we don't like to talk about that sometimes. That's why people would rather that you tell them what to do and then they'll do it. Mm -hmm. One of the things I want to talk about that goes right with this Johnny Bravo effect is people pleasing. <laughs> yeah, see, people pleasing is when you do a lot of things to bend yourself backwards to make other people happy. So a lot of us, we, I mean, we energize and we adapt people pleasing from our upbringing and growing up. I mean, I know personally, I was taught this in the confines and tradition of the church. I mean, I did this for so many years. I would literally turn down jobs because I would always think, uh, uh well, you know, who, who's going to sing or, uh, man, who's going to play the drums or who's going to play the organ or man, who's going to do this, man. If I leave or if I go to another city, if I take this job, I'm not going to be at, be able to be at church as much as I need to be. And if I do that, then, then, you know, they're going to be mad at me. And not only that, then, uh, then yeah, man. So it, yeah, it's going to mess stuff up if I take this job. All I was doing was worried about the affairs of everybody else. There it is. The Johnny Bravo effect. I mean, there it is. It's, it's, it's like being an enabler because I'm putting on a handicap. I'm, I'm handicapping people and I'm handicapping myself because I'm having them always depend on me and not training the next person in line. I remember when I uh, first came uh, to the ministry I'm at. Uh, impact i cornered myself because i would bring ideas and i was doing all these things that only i could do and what happens is i had all these different hats that i brought to the table that i did that i put this in myself and nobody else can do them so i had to continually do these things and i basically burnt out and i had to stop certain things and they have been relaunched in other capacities because other people have came to the church and took those on. But that's what I'm saying. A lot of times we try to put a lot of food on our plate on paper plates when there needs to be some china and you putting this on. In other words, you need to have the right tools and the right foundation to hold all of these things that you're supposed to be trying. Delegate some things. Don't try to do everything yourself. Trust me. I know. I know. And like I said, if you're constantly doing all of these things for people or you're 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 helping them with their bills or you're helping them with that, you're handicapping them. And what happens is, like I said, with the when I was at the uh, the other church, what happened is I was worried about, OK, I'm not going to take this job because I got to be at the church. 
And what happens was they were so used to me being there that they forgot I was there. Mm. Mm. Sometimes that's what happened. People are so used to you doing a good job that they take you for granted and they almost overlook the fact that you're there because they know you're always going to be there and they don't have to worry about it. I mean, they're going to give you a high five. They don't tell you that you're doing a good job. They don't nothing because they know at the end of the day that you're going to be there. Even if they don't show up, they know, oh, yeah, Vince going to be here. He'll be, Vince got it. He'll do it. Yeah, he'll play the drums, sing a solo, uh, play the trumpet, the flute, uh, do the offering, and usher and park cars yeah he got it i mean that that sounds like a lot but for vince ah that's nothing that guy is awesome he really is yes he is that's my friend and i'm not coming to church today so he gonna have to do that okay yeah he'll be all right with that you ain't got to talk to him he good and that's what happens and when you constantly do things for people you're handicapping them you and you become an enabler and they're, they will never, ever be able to do those things or even attempt to do the things by themselves because you're always there to their rescue to make sure that you are in good graces with them or whatever the case. So basically, people pleasing is you betraying yourself. I mean, sometimes we become the slave to serving people's and serving others so much that we walk around malnutrition from not eating and serving ourselves. Now, I'm the first one to serve, but I love serving. But in serving, make sure you serve yourself a, a plate of food as well, because you got to eat as well. And I think that's what happens is we're feeding everybody else and doing what we need to do for everybody else. And we don't stop to eat. And we're over there in the corner shaking, cold and hungry and got a headache because we haven't eaten because we're too busy worried about everybody else eating. I guarantee you a lot of those people you worried about, they ain't worried about you. They're going to go home and sleep good. Drool, flip the uh, pillow over several times from all the drool that they got sleeping on. They ain't worried about you. I'm not saying to not be worried about or concerned about them, but not at the expense of forgetting yourself and neglecting yourself. You got to take care of yourself. Now, that's a lot of what uh, the depression and stuff comes and, and the uh, what do you call it? Uh, mental health issues and things like that, which we don't really talk about in the church. We are a little bit now, but for the most part, it's something that's not really talked about. So people pleasing is betraying yourself and. I mean, like I said, you must serve others, but also have enough to eat for yourself. When we, Listen, when we betray ourselves to please others, the only person that we are hurting is ourselves. And sometimes, sometimes we even finance our own betrayal. Like, I, I remember this, uh, this woman said she was getting her hair done out of town and she didn't really know. You know, the area and everything like that. She didn't know the where she, you know, she's out of town. So she don't know these people that's doing her hair. But she went there for the main person that does the hair. But she ended up, it's like, oh, they have so-and-so available. I'm going to name her Amber. And I don't know if it's her name. But we have Amber available. So she went to Amber. And in her mind, she was feeling some type of way. But anyway, she ended up letting her do her hair. And she just didn't feel right. And she didn't speak up. And Amber messed her hair up. Just like she thought she was because she didn't speak up. So basically, she financed 
her own betrayal because she knew within herself and she knew like she really knew that this girl was not going to do her hair properly. But because she didn't speak up and say something and put herself first and not betray herself, she financed her own betrayal. And that's crazy because we know sometimes we don't want to go to the party. We don't want to go to the extra service or we don't want to do this or we don't. Do, and we betray ourselves. Yourself is saying you need to go home and get some rest. You have a long day the next day. You need to go home and uh, take some meds because your head is, is pounding. You have a migraine. You need to go ahead. You have a toothache. You need to go ahead and, and work on that kid's project or whatever it might be. But we portray we betray ourselves to make sure that everybody else is good. And you know what the thing about it is? A lot of these people that we are doing these things for, they they probably will never do that in return for you. I guarantee you, it's a lot of people that I do stuff for and have done stuff for. I know they will not return the favor because that's not in their DNA. Sometimes we feel like to be a good person or to be a Christian or to be children of God that we just want to let people run all over us. No, man, you you got to have wisdom and 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 boundaries. Most definitely. And see, many times the expectations of people have nothing to do with you, but more about them. And sometimes this is a crazy thing. Sometimes we'll throw expectations on people. With assumptions that they never even thought. And we cannot lead our lives with someone else's needs and wants leading us. And some people don't respect boundaries. And, and this is the thing. They feel, some people feel that their relationship with you overrides the limitations or the boundaries that you have set for, for them and other people. I mean... People will like you whether you're doing good, bad, or nothing at all. So you might as well do what it is that you can do for yourself. Listen, these are two words I want you to remember. If you don't remember nothing else I said, it's two words that I want you to remember. And no, it ain't D-Generation D X. <laughs> two words. Honor yourself. Remember that. Honor yourself. Those two words, because when you're people pleasing, you're going after quantity over quality. In other words, when you're people pleasing, see that people pleasing, you're out there pleasing. It's almost like you're trying to set a record of how many people you can please in a day or in a week or whatever. And you're not getting the quant the quality that you need but you're too busy out there worrying about the qu uh, the quantity you're not getting the quality excuse me that you need because you're worried about the quantity it's almost like i said how many people can i please today how many people can i help you gotta sit down somewhere you're gonna have a stroke you need to go get some rest you need to go take a bc powder or whatever you need to do you need to go get you some some juice some crackers go take communion pray nine times spin around two, shoot a jump shot i don't know but but you really need to make sure that no i can't do this this is family day now like really set boundaries and set expectations for you and your family and your well-being now if someone gets mad at you because you are setting boundaries then that lets you know what kind of life they are living they're living probably in that johnny bravo effect lifestyle as well and they don't know it and they're asleep and they're just walking around and they 
kind of almost like they want you to participate in what it is that they're doing. Let me tell you something. A lot of times people will get mad at you because you go against the version of what they have in mind that you should be like. <laughs> like a lot of people have these preconceived notions or they have this idea of what you're supposed to sound like, what you're supposed to dress like, how you're supposed to wear your hair. I mean, I, I don't even have to worry about the hair because I don't even have none. I mean, I have a beard and mustache. I mean, thank the Lord for that. But hairline. Nah, what is that? I mean, but really, people really think, and a lot of times it's family. The main people, a lot of times, is family. Man, people can't go with you everywhere. People not are going to agree with you. Your family, your your church, uh, the people you go to church with, people you do business with, coworkers, they're not going to agree with you. If you really honor yourself and say, this is what I'm going to do for me and my family, or this is what I'm going to do for me if you're single, whatever, I'm doing this. Because I believe this is going to put me in a better position to hire my education, to put me on a, a, a path of success, put me around the people that I need to be in my field, in my in my arena or, or the, the, the uh, specific area of study that I need to be in. Because sometimes when you get in a place Sometimes you feel like you have capped out. And when you feel like you have capped out, you need to make a move. And sometimes this doesn't mean geographically. It just means being a part of a circle or a community or online community. It's being around a community that will support you and that will grow you up. Yeah, I say grow you up. That will help you grow and take you to the next level. Because, see, a lot of us have an audience but we don't have a community now i talk a lot about this dealing with social media and the internet because there was this there was this um instagram influencer she had like what millions of followers right because let me tell you something just because they're followers don't mean that they support you hmm? they can follow you for so long, you might go down and take two lefts and a right, and they might take that one left and be like, you know what, I don't want to do this. So just because they follow you don't mean they really support you. So anyway, that was this influencer, and she had like millions of followers, I think like 6.5 or 4.5, something millions of followers. And this company reached out to her to do some shirts, like a brand deal, and she could not sell 30 shirts. But you say, Vince, she had millions of followers. Yeah, millions of followers who didn't care nothing about her. Now, all these people followed her for whatever reason. But when it came down to supporting her, nah, she couldn't sell 30 shirts out of all of those followers because there's a difference between a community and audience. A community is people who rock with you. If you selling T-shirts, they're going to they gonna buy. If you selling baby bibs, they're going to buy. If you selling press on nails they're gonna whatever it is because not necessarily is they the product but it's because of you they like you they 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 gel with you they have a connection with you but an audience is just people in just like you know like i said people if you go to a game it's an audience that's they don't call that a community no you're in the audience you're a person that's spectating and watching the game or you're watching whatever is going on doesn't really mean you support them or you're going to rock with them but it is that means that you are checking them out of views because views really don't mean too much it means a little bit but it doesn't mean that you really have somebody who is going to support you and rock with you you know what i'm saying so listen 
I want to tell you about this. Taking on the burden of others' expectations, responsibilities, and judgments isn't only bad for us, it's bad for the other people in our lives who may not have to take accountability for their own actions and responsibilities. Now, listen, if we are constantly trying to please them, I got that from an article. I wanted to read that. It says taking the burdens of others, expectations, responsibilities and judgments. It's only bad for us. It's bad for the other people in our lives. It's not only bad for us, excuse me, but it's all it's bad for the other people who may not have to take accountability for their own actions and responsibilities. If we're constantly trying to please them. There it is. So if you're constantly not letting people be responsible and and hold them accountable for their actions then they only see you as an atm or they only see you as a yes man or a yes woman they only see you as a person of comfort and not courage mhm i remember i was um at a relative's house right and one of my relatives needed help writing a paper and so um yeah my mom my mom was like eh, Help the boy write the paper. I was like, I'm, I'm gonna help him, but I ain't gonna do it for him. But you know, it was uh, my mom and some other folks around. They were saying help him write the paper, but help meant to write the paper for him. I was like, I'm not gonna write the paper for him, but I will help him. Well, I caved in and begrudgingly, I I wrote the paper for him. I don't know what he made. I'm pretty sure he made a good grade. I'm not bragging, but I one of the things I was good at was writing papers. Even through college, I did. I wrote good papers. I mean, I had professors tell me, hey, you should get into writing. You're a great writer. I mean, some of these professors were hard, and they was like, they didn't even like people like that. But they talked to me, and they said that you're a great writer and things like that. So I don't know what he made on the paper, but begrudgingly, I really wrote the paper like literally wrote the paper for him i was telling him at first what to do and then he was just kind of looking and i ended up writing the paper and i felt so bad and to think about it till this day i mean my relative is really don't do a lot of stuff on his own he's really babyfied and 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 handicapped and it's because when you don't allow people to grow and allow people to experience things and tell them, hey, this is what you got to do. I'm not going to do it for you, but this is the steps to do this. This is the steps to get along. Or this is the steps to do this and do that. And if you constantly help them along the way, then they're able to grow and experience those things and know how to do different things and, and spread their wings and, and actually add tools to this thing called life to be able to maneuver around and do the things on their own so i was hot i was mad i was so mad and people really didn't understand why i was mad i think some people still just don't understand why i was so mad because i knew that he was who he was and how he got everything done for him and i helped him even push that more because i didn't even help him i did it for him and i was one that was added to the list to help him do things for him now listen the johnny bravo effect let's make sure that we don't fall into that it's very dangerous to be a people pleaser and worried about the affairs of everybody else while you're suffering now listen 
This has been another episode of Closet Rants, episode five, The Johnny Bravo Effect. I'm excited about this. Hey, keep listening to us right here on Apple Podcasts and all the other platforms. You can find us on Anchor and it'll show you all the platforms that we're available on. We're available on Google, uh, Apple Podcasts, we're Spotify as well. So check us out, Closet Rants with me, Vince W. Matthews. Stay hungry, stay humble, stay safe, and remember, meet me right here to listen on the next episode. All right? Y'all be good. I'm out.